what we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely, if not overcast, Kenston, North Carolina. It's finally, finally, finally Friday, June the 30th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 891 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. They'll be in here uh, for the end of the second hour today for another rousing edition of Zamet. That's a game we've not played in a in a good while. I think you guys are going to love it. We had a lot of fun with today's edition. I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen, we've got another great show for you today. Joining us in our first hour is going to be our regular Friday guest. He's the knower of all things NASCAR, Carolina Hurricanes, NHL, Washington Nationals, Paps Blue Ribbon, uh, Professional Bull Racing, Baltimore Ravens, about to become a papa. He's a great sideline reporter. He's a great play-by-play guy. He's an awesome guest here on this show. I don't know any other way. He's the uh, he's the number one. Well, I, I'm, I'm told I'm not allowed to do that anymore. He's a great uh, child of uh, Linda Whittington and Mike Whittington. Uh, he, uh, I don't know however else to describe him because he's incredible. He's a He's a... He's just a great guy. Can't wait. In fact, he's such a great guy. I'm off next week. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. And I'm going to spend, what, about three or four days with him next week on my time off. That should tell you what a great guy he is. It's Paul Whittington with the NHL draft uh, taking place uh, the other night. I guess they did the first round the other night, and they finished it up yesterday. Uh, And the list, we've also got an inaugural NASCAR race in the streets of Chicago this weekend. He's going to help it all make sense for us. So looking forward to that. He'll be joining us here in less than 20 minutes. Uh, man, just a lot of stuff. He'll be joining us live from Garner. Got to tell you, went out uh, early this morning to uh, let the cat out and uh, take and just went outside for a few minutes. Man, I cannot believe that in Kenston, North Carolina, that we I can smell the Canadian wildfires. I mean, the first thing I... I sniff it. was about 4.15 this morning or 4 o'clock, 4.15, and I'm sniffing around. I'm like, what in the world is that? Is that scent? Is that smell? And then I remember we've got, oh, my gosh, and the mean cat's back in the house too. Hey, come here. Put some headphones on real quick. Executive producer Linda Whittington is uh, joining me here. I got to tell you, you look uh, – you, you you look uh, you look tasty this morning. Okay, is that a is that a nice way to say it? That's a weird way to say it on the air of doing family time. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. It's Linda Whittington joining us here for a couple of minutes. Uh-huh. How would you describe Paul? I mean, I literally had like twelve or thirteen different des- descriptions for him. How would you describe him? Aggravating, obnoxious. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Oh come on now. He's, a, um, he's an awesome son. 
Yeah, I'll, yes. He is very awesome. Why won't you make um, eye contact with me? Because I know where you're going. <laughs> no, I don't. He's the no, number you. one. I, I even held off on saying it. You're the one who said that. So I there did, you go. I? Yeah, I, I held yeah. off on saying it. Hey, you just uh, took the puppy dog out, and I see uh, Stormy Cat is back in the house yeah, now. Yeah, he is. Is uh, is it still smoky smelling out there? I didn't smell it. Really? Yeah. When I took uh, when I took the cat out this morning. It, well, I couldn't believe I was, I don't know if maybe I just got a gust of wind, but mm-hmm. I'm wondering, you know, and we got to let people, I tell you what, let me tell you real quick, Paul Weddington coming up here in our first hour and then in our second hour, uh, one of the, one of my favorite student athletes to wear the green and gold for Kenson high school in the past 20 years, South Mecklenburg associate head basketball coach, Marquise Grant. Uh, he was with the Sabres last weekend, uh, at the East coast invitational in Jacksonville. So I was able to catch up with him a little bit and I can't wait. We're going to have him on the Spence automotive guest line, uh, in our second hour today. So looking forward to him. So Paul Whittington in our first hour, Marquise Grant in our second hour, Zamet with John and Jonathan in our second hour too. And then Linda, Linda, Brian, we'll, we'll be off for what? 11 days. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I still got some work to do. I mean, I'm yeah. going I'm to be busy all day and probably a lot of tomorrow, too, uh, finishing mm-hmm. up uh, these stories for the Kansas North County Sports Hall of Fame. But you know what? I did it to myself. I could have had them done earlier, and I didn't. But but, but here's where I was going with all that, talking about the smoke in the air. We're going to be in D.C. for, uh, mm-hmm. for uh, what, three or four days next yeah. week. I guess we're getting there Sunday, and we'll be there through Wednesday. And I got to tell you, they're already they're talking about a heat wave that's going to be coming through. Uh-huh. And then the wind's going to be blowing down from the northwest, and it's going to be bringing all that smoke and mm-hmm. everything. How you, you a little bit worried about so, that? Well, I spoke to, well, emailed my brother who was emailing Oh, that's me. right. He lives in Maryland. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he goes on walks, and, and he can smell it. Um, they're code orange. Yeah. Um. And a lot of people wearing masks, you know, just so they don't breathe it all in. And um, it's it's affected him and his he's coughing and, you know, his like a, what's it called? The, you know, out there. Uh-huh. Watch my hands. I did this. I know you did your hands, so but I was trying to interpret. Well, my and I'm like looking, this. you've got my full attention and I still, uh-huh. usually you only get like 60 or 70% of my attention and I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like. Except for when you do that, then you get my full attention. Yeah. So see my hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like when, um, what's that, the green stuff that comes out in the spring. Um, it's like that. Pollen. Pollen. There you go. They named that pollen. It, it's like he's reacting like it's you know it's the pollen stuff, but so he he said to be careful when we come up there. Just um. So should we take some mask with us? I guess when we go. Yeah, we can. Huh? You remember where we where we hit him at? Well, not hit him, but where we put him after uh, everything calmed down in 2020. Yeah, in the trash can. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, we got some. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe we should take some. How excited are you? Yesterday was your last day of work until Monday, July the 10th. Yes, yes. I'm very excited. Were you giddy like a schoolgirl? I kind of was. Just trying not to rub it in. Um, (laughs) But I got them all ready for, you know, two weeks. Yeah. Um, Well, we, yeah. And then uh, we come back, uh, what, on, like I said, on Monday, July the 10th, and then we're off for, oh, we work for nine days. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Then we're gone again. Then we're gone again. Oh, I can't wait. Tell everybody what this is. The summer of Linda. That's right. It is the summer of Linda. 
Our only goal is to keep a smile on Linda's face all summer long, and it's starting off pretty good, isn't it? Yes, it it did. Started with my 60th birthday. Then we celebrated my niece getting married. Hey, I got to tell you, and I believe I talked about this yesterday with John and Jonathan when we played uh, Who Sang It, but I don't mind talking to you. I got to tell you. I got to tell you, and I have I called you dude. You're no dude. You're, I'm not a you're dude. my dude. Ed. You uh, but I got to tell you, Hot Linda, uh-huh. that was one of the nicest weddings I've ever been to. And I've been to some mm-hmm. nice weddings. Yeah, and I, I got to tell you, I went to one in New York one time that uh, was New York Yankees based. Mm-hmm. The, the, the husband or the groom was a uh, big Yankees fan. They had a big ice sculpture sculpture of the ny the interlocking ny yeah and i mean it was about four foot tall the ice sculpture was wow. then every table you went to it had a number you know because you got to know where you're gonna you know eat the the meal and everything but it corresponded with like no like table number three was babe ruth's table because that's what he wore hey. table number four was uh, lou gehrig and uh-huh. then it had like all these facts and everything about lou gehrig it, uh-huh. it, it was it was a lot of fun in fact, I'm, in having settled, and this was several years ago, this was probably, I don't know, 2007, 2008, so this mm-hmm. was 14, 15 years ago, I'm surprised uh, Paul didn't do something like that for his wedding. Oh, uh, see, a little secret to tell you, honey. Uh-oh. And, um, you obviously don't know it, but a wedding uh-huh. is the bride's day. Yeah, but this way, well, yeah, let me say this, though. Uh, they were divorced within three years. Okay. Oh. And this okay. was, you talk about a fancy wedding. It was yeah. up in, it was actually in New Jersey. Uh-huh. But the guy, like I said, the guy was a Yankees fan and it lasted. I remember hearing about the divorce or them being separated and being like, but that was, a, I mean, I was genuinely sad a little bit. I was like, yeah. that was the nicest wedding I've ever been to. Wow. And that was, sad. that was number one. I got to tell you, the one we went to, uh, Luke and, uh, Cameron, your niece, Cameron, yeah. Oh, I'm not even saying this light. She was a beautiful bride, was Mm -hmm. she not? She was. She just glowed and was beautiful. And uh, even Luke looked good. Yeah. If we could have cut that man bond off. But other than that. No, he styled his hair that way. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. It is funny. But, hey, uh, got to see our good friend Harry Cagle there who listens to the show every Uh day. And uh, I think we talk about him some during uh, during Zamet today, too. But, uh, man, just a great wedding. It was a great time. Beautiful. Uh, I got to see Wayne Carlisle again. Yeah, you know me. You I'm like a, I'm like a little giddy school yeah. girl every time I uh-huh. get to see Wayne Carlisle because he's just, he's a rock star. Yeah. Well, I guess he's a country star, but you know what <laughs> I mean? He's, he's well, it was a, funny. Um, BJ at her table, she had her brother and her sister there and they all grew up listening to WRNS because that was their mom's country music station. Yeah. And, of course, they listened to Wayne Carlisle. And so she said, she asked him, do you remember listening to that? And they said, yeah. And they said, do you remember Wayne Carlisle? She said, they all, they both said, yeah. And they said, well, look over there. That's him. <laughs> and they went ballistic. They were just like, wow. Dude, <laughs> I'm telling you. Every time I, and he, here's the thing that shocked me the most. So, you know, we went to the wedding last week. And I was working in uh, uh, Jacksonville, the right. East Coast Invitational. Uh-huh. So I had to. uh 
We drove separately. You and I drove separately. Yeah. You rode down with Paul and Sam mm-hmm. uh, with your future grandchild, too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he was very good. Was he good? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Okay. Very good. He's going to be perfect, though, isn't he? Oh, man. Yeah. I, I know. I know. Anyway, so <laughs> we drove separately. So I got Yeah, There you go. I well, That child. You think a child's feet are ever going to touch the ground for no. the first Mm-mm. eight years of his life? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think, too, which is awesome. So anyway, I... Uh, I get there before you did. Uh-huh. And, I mean, again, you watch in that venue. It was called the Bakery. What? Bakery 105. Bakery 105. Beautiful venue. Oh, my. Yes. Amazing venue inside and out. But, anyway, so I walk in, and I see your brother, Les. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Burt Potter, the uh, head oh, basketball yes. coach over at, uh-huh. uh, at Bethel Christian Academy. He's He actually did the ceremony. Yeah, he did. Uh, and did a great job. Yes, we should did. say that, too. Did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. So, I walk in, and I'm sitting, I'm standing there talking to Les and talking to Coach Potter. And then Wayne Carla walked in, and he he said, I, I don't know if he knows my first name, but he knows my last He said, what's up, Hank? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I don't care. Hey, you know what? He got most of it right, and yeah. I was blown away. And I, like, I, I poked your brother. I was like, he knows my name. He knows my name. <laughs> God. I thought that was and, pretty cool. Let's just roll his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He liked my shoes, though. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Who did? Uh, Les did. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. And I got a lot. In fact, uh, John Pick told me about, you know, he saw the pictures of you yeah. and I together and me wearing, uh, you know, I wore a nice suit. You, you did. Look real nice. But I had my, uh, my my Nike AF1s on and, you know, the low cut mm-hmm. or mid cut, whatever. I don't know. I'm not that much of a sneakerhead. I need to be. But uh, I got to tell you, the, all the kids walked up, and uh, the kids, they like the sneaks. Okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Scott, I saw Scott taking pictures yeah, of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, uh, this hey. This is awkward. <laughs> hey, uh, your boyfriend, uh, he's cool like that, yeah, okay? Yeah, he is. <laughs> but anyway, wanted to brag on that wedding. Like I said, uh, John and Jonathan and I talk about it a little bit uh, in the second hour today, but I have never, I'll say this and we'll leave this about the uh, wedding. I have never been, you know, had dinner at a wedding before. Mm-hmm. That had three entrees. Oh my gosh! It was and all, and I uh, yes, uh, Brian delicious. got Brian got one of each. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but it was all so good. It was good and just a great job. And listen, congratulations to Luke mm-hmm. and Cameron. Now, are they going on a honeymoon now, or are they yes, waiting? They're they on leave, their honeymoon think, right now. No, 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 no. I think they leave Sunday. Okay. Went okay. on a cruise down to the Bahamas. What? Caribbean. Yeah. Gosh, I wish we could go on a cruise. I know, right? Yeah. Maybe one day we'll go to Alaska. <laughs> We're going to go yeah. to Alaska. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be so I much fun. I wasn't going to tell everybody. Well, everybody knows. I've kind of yeah. talked about it. and mm-hmm. Like I said, uh, today uh, is the last day, of at least for the station, it's the last day of work. So next week, listeners pam what's pam sheffield going to do next week when we're not here um pam what's she going to do <laughs> i'm serious what's she going to do <laughs> next week know. when she doesn't she'll have be, us what's keith spence going to do next week when he doesn't have us um, what's greg clemens going to do next week when he doesn't have us you know it's up to them yeah harry cagle i mean uh our faithful listener harry yeah. cagle what's he going to do next week when when question. we're off the air very good question <sighs> You know what? I'll tell them what to do. Okay. Go to brianhanks.com. Uh-huh. All 890 previous shows are archived there at brianhanks.com. You can go to soundcloud.com, search Brian Hanks Show, and you can listen to the – you can see this because this is episode 891. Yeah. So uh, you can listen to all – what are you doing? Looking for my little – there they are. <laughs> I'm fixing these earrings. Um. <laughs> Keith Spence just sent me uh, the – 
not meme. What do you call it? Like a text. No, well, it's a text, but uh, you know the face with a, a te- one tear going down the cheek. Oh, emoji. Emoji. That's the word I was looking uh-huh. for. Yeah, listen. Yeah, pollen. I gotta tell you, <laughs> I baby. Can I pollen. tell you something? Yeah. Your boy's kind of mailing it in here today. Okay. <laughs> He's what? Your boy, Brian, is kind of mailing it in today. Okay. I mean, I, I, I'm i trying to give my best. Uh-huh. I, I hope if uh, if Jason and Tony are listening, they're like, well, he's still doing a great show, show but I got to tell you, half my brain's already gone. I understand. I know. Yes. You do. If I didn't have so much work to do today for the, for uh, the, well, I've actually got to do something for the chamber today, too. Mm-hmm. <sighs> hey, your cat just meowed at me. Uh, okay, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> Did you hear him? Yeah, he's hungry. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's just weird. Why the last two days in a row he's had to go out at uh, 4 o'clock? Because you oh, took him out no. yesterday, right? No, I didn't take him out. Oh, I thought you did. I um, We went into the man cave, okay. and um, he just I made him lay down with me in the recliner, and he went right to sleep. Oh, okay. Well, I he went outside this morning at 4 o'clock, okay? I doing that he was <laughs> meow, 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 yeah, meow. that's how he's been like this week i want is it a full moon oh we should let people know i know we're talking about being gone all this time but we're gonna have somebody here in the house because we've got a oh, house sitter. yes and uh should we say who it is why not yeah why it's not? a son of kinston scott whittington mm-hmm. is gonna be yes. house sitting for us so i can't wait for scott to be woke up at four o'clock <laughs> in the morning Ooh, that's what we need to do we need to keep training him to get up at four o'clock yeah. talking about uh storming <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine how Scott's going to react to that, can't you? Oh yes, he's not going to. It's not going to be pretty. It's really not going to be pretty. Stay with me. I want you to stay with me through uh, pulling Paul up on the air. Okay. okay? All right. Tell the cat he'll be all right. Hang on, you people. Hey, want to let everybody know? I tell you what. Let me thank uh, Lenore Community College. They are the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. For sixty-five years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal cultural and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website. Hold on, I got a cough. And visit their website at www.lenorecc.edu. Oh, my God, you, that's perfect. Or where would you visit? What beautiful campuses do they have in our area? Oh, my goodness. They have their main campus located on Highway 258 North. 58. 58. 58, excuse me. Um, and then they've got, um, they got some more. Oh, hey. And absolutely. Hey, thank you so much to LCC for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show. We love them, don't we? Yes, we do. We love us some Richie Honeycutt, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. How about Dr. Rusty Hunt? Awesome. How about Jeannie Kennedy? Very How about good. Catherine la, la, Pearson? La, 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 la. <laughs> you love all of them, right? <laughs> I do. Who else have I forgotten to mention? Let's see. Shelly Barnes. BJ Coons. BJ Coons. Deborah Sutton. Deborah Sutton. Tim- Dr. Timothy Maddox. Dr. Timothy Maddox. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of good mm-hmm. folks that work over there. Yeah, there are. Oh, there J.D. Gibbs. Yeah. Hey, uh, Forrest Dawson, John Dawson's uh, uh, father oh. is listening right now. And he said, be sure to try the reindeer sausage when we get to Alaska. Okay, so I love deer. <laughs> I do too. You've never had deer meat before. Oh my no. God. I'm going to have. have. Thank oh. you, Mr. Dawson. I'm going to try it. Reindeer sausage. Reindeer sausage. Mm. 
But aren't they Christmas? Hey, here? Greg Clemens, we've already said hello to you. He just sent me the shrug emoji yeah. with the sad face. Oh. Yeah, we, we, we love you, Mr. Clemens. We've already yeah. mentioned you a couple of times here on the show. Well, maybe he thinks we're shouting out people that listen to the show when we were shouting out LCC employees. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, hey, I wanted to give everybody a Junius update uh with uh listen eighteen thousand two hundred dollars another five hundred dollars since yesterday eighteen thousand two hundred dollars raised so far 174 awesome donors and i want to give you a heads up too i think uh you'll like this and uh spence how about this man a story is set to appear at new snooze to help raise some more funds i don't know when uh bj is going to run that i wrote it last night and sent it to him last night so it's probably sometime over this weekend so mm-hmm. uh uh, I got to say this, I appreciate, uh, BJ for, uh, doing that, for running it. And hopefully, uh, we'll get, a. I, Hey, we need as much money raised as possible. Oh, we? yes, we do. It's for Junius. Yep. You've been with me a couple of times to visit him and, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we love us some Junius, don't we? Yes, we do. But $18,200 raised so far from a heavy, 174 awesome donors, 174 yes, people. Think about that. That's an average of more than $100 a uh, a donor. Yeah, that is so cool. That is crazy. It's crazy. Hey, I, again, like I said, I kept you on because I wanted to talk uh, about a couple of – how about our dear friend, one of the reasons you and I are even together, mm-hmm. Hot Linda, Tanya Adams installed as president of the Rotary Club of Kinston yesterday. Man, just an awesome ceremony. Uh, tons of support. She had people from all over, uh, Eastern North Carolina. Hold on. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, there you go. Woo. Our good friend, Tanya Adams. Uh, now, uh, the Madam president, Madam president. Well, I, I talked to Waylon and I said, now, are you going to be the first husband or, you know, the first gentleman? Yes. And, uh, he laughed about that. He thought oh, okay. it was funny. Uh-huh. Uh, let me see. Forrest Dawson just sent me something else. So this is awesome. He said he, uh, he saw this in Alaska. <laughs> they had a, he took a picture of this. It was a, a lock on the uh, toilet paper. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is that not crazy? That's awesome. Mr. Dawson, thank you for listening. So why would they lock toilet paper in Alaska? It must be something special. Hey, I bet. Hey, maybe it's that rare triple ply. Ah, triple ply. ply. That would be so awesome. Okay. Yes. Man, thank you to everybody jumping in here. Mr. Dawson, Mr. Clemens, uh, Spence, uh, Ty Eason, the head baseball coach over at, I know, I got to get, uh, oh, no, no, no. I got to get him up there a while. Has Pam messaged us? She's awake yet. Nope, nothing. <laughs> nope. She's asleep. Girl, wake up. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, the Down East Wood Ducks last night, uh, they continued their six game home series with the hated Carolina Mudcats. They beat him 5-1. to one. Shane Albee messaged me. Hey, man. Yeah, there you go. Woo. Shane uh, Albee messaged me uh, this morning that uh, last night's game lasted an hour and 42 minutes. Jeez. How crazy is that? Uh, listen, cool. today is Mother Earth Friday and a uh, free team poster giveaway today. The City Edition jersey giveaway is tomorrow. Dogs and Dogs Day on Sunday and 4th of July fireworks on Monday, July the 3rd. For tickets, go to woodducksbaseball.com or visit the team's box office at Historic Granger Stadium. The Kinston Wingmen, they are back in action. They are 8-9 overall. They're in third place in the Old North State League's Eastern Division. They're at the River City Skippers today at Oak City Gliders Saturday and finally back home versus the Brunswick Surf and Turfs on Sunday. 
Uh, American Legion, they fell last night. Uh, like I said, Coach Eason uh, got up with me and let me know about this. They fell uh, to 6-11 and 11, uh, overall, and that's going to be their final regular season record for 2023 uh, as they will be in the playoffs beginning next week. So uh, joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line is, uh, let me see, i got to do the uh, intro that I did for him uh, earlier. I said he's a knower of all things NASCAR, Carolina Hurricanes, NHL, Washington Nationals, He's uh, the 20, oh, wait, he's already been announced. I don't know if you know this or not, uh, Linda, no. but he's already been announced as the 2024 father of the year. Oh, wow. How about that? How cool is that? That is, how do they do that? I don't know, but I mean, the committee got together and they said, oh, wow. Hey, he's going to, he's the 2024 father of the year. It's our good friend. And I, I like him so much. We're going to spend part of our off time with him next week up in DC. Who is it? Linda Whittington. Linda. Huh, I'm trying to think of his name. <laughs> um, he's very binoxious. <laughs> he's very what? Binox- he used to say binoxious. Binoxious? Yeah. Okay. Biscetti. Biscetti. Uh-huh. He had the, the prettiest blonde hair and blue eyes you'd ever seen. Uh-huh, curly blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. Big blue eyes. That's why he's walking today. <laughs> That's why he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Paul Whittington. Hello, Paul Whittington. How are you doing this morning? Yes. This time slot on Friday gets weirder. And weirder, <laughs> weirder. Dude, let me tell you, we've hit all levels of weirdness. You, you got to remember, too, man, our last time on the air until July 10th. So, I mean, dude, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I already told your mom and I've told the audience, that, listen, we've got a big audience listening this morning, too. I've already been messaged by four different people in the first uh, 25 minutes of us on the air this morning. Why are you asleep? <laughs> because they want to listen to the Brian Hanks show. Oh. They know it's Friday and they want to hear Paul Whittington, okay? Bless but but Paul, I've told him, man, dude, I've got like half my brain is already on vacation. The other half is tied behind my back. <laughs> uh, the other half is, uh, wait a minute, I guess that's three halves. That's not, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make and sense. And how's the other half tied behind your back? Well, that's how I that's how I do anyway. Pam's you know listening. <laughs> she is listening. Yes. Hey, Pam Sheffield, say hello to Pam, Paul. Hey, Pam. Hey, dude, you say hello to everybody. Hey, uh, say hello to Mr. Dawson. He's listening to uh, John Dawson's dad. Hey, Mr. Dawson. Greg uh, Clemens is listening. <laughs> Mr. Clemens, how are we doing? <laughs> Who the, Spence. Keith Spence is listening. Keith Spence, what's up? <laughs> there you go. So we've said hello to everybody. Now, you know what? I've not talked to Keith since the tornado last week. I, I know he's still open, but I wonder how everything is going with him. But anyway. Okay, uh, Linda, I'm going to let you go here. I wanted to keep her on long enough to say hello to you since we're going to, you know, since we're going to be together for, uh, you know, for several days uh, starting this weekend. I got to tell you, though, dude, listen, and while she's here, we can talk about it. I know you want to go to the hot. You've already got tickets for the Holocaust Museum. Have you ever been there yet, Paul? I've been there once. Um, It was a very rushed trip. Uh, I actually walked through it with my sunglasses because I didn't have my glasses with me, and I'm blind without glasses. Uh, so it's, it's a very short trip, but Sam has been wanting to go for a while. Our last couple of trips to DC, she's really wanted to go, and we just haven't been able to go. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, we'll, we'll talk. Hey, uh, another listener, Mickey Weatherington, is listening right now. Uh, Mickey. Say, say, Mickey. Yeah. He's in fact, he said he's on his way to Spence Automotive right now. How about oh. that? Oh so, man, tell him the Brian Hank show sent you, and uh, yeah. be upcharged thirty percent. Hey, wait a minute. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> Mickey. Mickey. Mickey, tell and uh, Harry Cagle's listening right now too. So man, we've hey, we've got at least eight listeners right now. Okay, 
All right. It's more than yesterday. That was seven yesterday. But, uh, but man, Mickey, just a great, uh, man, what a great musician. Mickey, when's your next show, man? Hook me up. Let me know. I can't wait to go see yeah, you I again. I want to see it. I, I know. Linda, Linda couldn't go last time, so Linda's going to go the next time. Yeah. But anyway, back to the Holocaust Museum. Uh, dude, the one time I went, I've only been one time, that was as mm-hmm. sobering and as... I don't know, dude. Your mom made a good point. She was like, uh, is that really the way we want to kick off our vacation? <laughs> is going oh, yeah, to get, one of the most get, depressing places on the earth, which it is what it is. I mean, listen, yeah. Yeah, hey. Get, get the heavy part out of the way. Okay. And then, and then you don't have it. to, then you don't have to like look, what's the opposite of looking forward? You don't have to, uh, you don't have to worry or be stressed out about, the sad thing that's going to happen after all the fun things you do. You get the sad part out of the way, then you get to do all the fun stuff. I would agree with that, too. I tell you what, I really would like to go to uh, uh, Arlington National Cemetery. Yes. Pay our uh, respects mm-hmm. to those that are the reason we're here. And on the July 4th week, that would be kind of cool, yeah. too, to be up, to go up there. Didn't you and I and Scott go, or am I hallucinating? Uh, I think we did. That's what I thought. I thought We've you and I. briefly. Yeah, we didn't, weren't there a super long time. What yeah. do you think about that, dude, throwing in Arlington National Cemetery in there? I'm down. Okay. Well, I'm cool. down. Well, very cool. Well, uh, well, that's all that I've got for you there, uh, Linda Whittington. Okay. It was lovely talking to you, Paul. You have a lovely day. Thank you. Okay. Oh, my God. Bye, mate. Thank you, Thank you. later. <coughs> God. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, Paul Whittington joining us. Uh, we've got him here until the top of the hour. And a lot of stuff to talk about, man. I don't. First thing I wanted to ask about, I was telling everybody, all our listeners, when I got up at four o'clock this morning to uh, let the damn cat out because he was standing in my face, and this is not an exaggeration, Paul. He's standing in my face, meowing, meow, meow. So I was like, <laughs> "Damn cat, you're going outside." So I did. I took him outside at four o'clock. But dude, it was all it, here in Kinston, in Eastern North Carolina. It's kind of hazy, or not that you could tell at four o'clock in the morning, but you could smell the air and smell the smoke in the air from the Canadian uh, wildfires. You're what, 70 miles north of us right now, or whatever it is, 65, 70 miles north of us in Garner. How is it up there? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I hadn't actually been outside yet, but uh, we were, I was outside a little bit yesterday, walking around a little bit, and I, and I definitely could smell a little bit of smoke in the air. And I, and I think we're going to, Smell a little bit more of it when we head up north to uh, to DC on Sunday, but yeah, it's it's lingering around and it ain't it ain't smelling too great. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I'm a little worried about that. If you remember when it, uh, I had a oh my gosh, our good friend, uh, uh, I'm having a brain too, who used to work for Brian Norris, who works for the betting network now and for Major League Baseball, Ariel Ariel Epstein, and uh, you know she's based out of New York City. And it had gotten so bad in New York, this is a couple of weeks ago, that, uh, I mean, everybody's wearing masks around. They're advising people not to jog, not to spend, you know, uh, lots of time outside. That doesn't bode well for us uh, headed to D.C. where we're going to watch a couple of Nationals games and, you know, do a bunch of outside stuff. I mean, are you, are you worried about it at all, or how are we going to handle that? I'm not. The uh, yeah, I hadn't looked at too, too, too many of the weather reports, but, you know, that stuff in New York was, was a couple of weeks ago and, and I'm sure it's still lingering stuff, but, uh, I'm, I'm not concerned. Okay. Well, good. Hey, why did you send me, why did you uh, message me pictures of the all-star race koozies? 
Because you don't have one, and I finally just got them in the mail. Ah, there you go. So we'll be able to use those. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Thank you, dude. I can't wait. Dude, I got to tell you, really looking forward. And we got to send some love out there, too, since this airs also on uh, 107.5 uh, 252 ESPN. Our boy, Mark Panicelli, hooked us up with tickets. He did. He did. We appreciate his service. <laughs> wait what yes we do appreciate <laughs> that's pretty good but uh hey thank you mark panicelli for hooking us up we are very excited about that and about getting up to dc okay uh i gotta ask you uh we're gonna be all over the place here in your uh, final 30 minutes here of uh the week and of the month and of the first half of 2023 do you realize we are halfway through the year as of today dude i do it's crazy crazy to think about it is, man. It's happened, it's happened quick. Well, I do want to get into a NASCAR, which I got to tell you, man, uh, I'm, I'm, I am legit excited about this race in Chicago, uh, about this street race in Chicago. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, the Carolina Hurricanes and their first-round draft pick. But I have to ask you, because I want to play it for you, if you haven't heard it yet, and I want to play it for the folks who haven't heard it. Have you seen that interview of – that this guy is doing a guy on the street interview and he's in, he's in Chicago and he's, uh, talking about the NHL and what he doesn't realize is who he's interviewing. Have you seen that video yet? I have not. Oh, dude, dude, this is awesome. Let me get it pulled up here. He is in, uh, like I said, he's in Chicago and it's just a guy on the street interview. I don't know if it's a TV station. You can't really tell on the, uh, on the mic or, or like a, on the mic, uh, ribbon or whatever. But what, who he's talking to is the general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks, Kyle Davidson. And, and here's that interview. It's, it's only about a minute and a half. You're going to love this, dude. Well, what's your name and where are you from? Uh, Kyle from Chicago. From Chicago? Yeah. You just visiting? Yeah. Have you ever been to Nashville before? Uh, a couple times, yeah. For, for a Blackhawks team? Uh, yeah. All right. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. He's not on the streets of Chicago. He's actually on the streets of Nashville. Uh, during the NA, or, yeah, I guess right before the NHL draft or right after the NHL draft. Uh, but this guy, yes, he's Kyle from Chicago. Okay. Okay. All right. Could you hear it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Go ahead. Here we go. Well, on a scale of one to 10, one being not a lot and 10 being a whole lot. How much would you say you know about hockey? Probably like, I didn't, I didn't play professionally or anything. So probably like a four. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Fan of the sport. I don't know. Some people say I don't know that much. So, okay. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux. Okay. The question was name as many hockey players as you can in 20 seconds. Of course, you just heard him say uh, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux. Here we go. Um, Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, Brett Seabrook. Corey Crawford, Nicholas Chalmerson, Johnny Oduya, uh, Michael Roosevelt, Brian Bickle, Dave Boland, uh, Nick Foligno, Taylor Hall, Andreas Athanasiu, uh, Connor Murphy, Seth Jones. Anytime. That was great. I, 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 there were some good names in there. Brian Bickle and uh, what was that? Roosevelt? Was that in there? Yeah, big Hawks fans. Yeah, most of the uh, 2020, 2010 or 2013 Chicago Blackhawks, were you watching that team? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So when, uh, what is one change you would make to the NHL right now? Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty awesome. I don't really have a, a specific change. I love I love the game, love where it's at, love the uh, 
love the players that are in the game, and it's, yeah, it's all good to me. An honest question. Do you think that the league rigged the draft in favor of the Chicago Blackhawks? No. Pretty confident. I'm very confident. Okay. All right. There we go. Thank you very much for your time. And there at the very end, what's awesome about that, uh, Paul, is that when he asked him about, do you think the NHL rigged it for Chicago? He, the, Kyle looks right into the camera and goes, no, I'm confident they didn't. So uh, I, I thought that was pretty good. But how about that? And, and if you see him, I mean, he looks like, honestly, Paul, he looks like you sort of. I mean, he's just he looks like a young guy. He's got his hat turned around backwards. And how, how cool is that, that this guy had no idea he was talking? Which, dude, I got to I got to ask you, as big a hockey fan as you are, if you ran into Kyle Davidson on the street in Nashville, do you think you'd know who he is? Nope. <laughs> not a clue. Not a clue. You know, it, there's, a, there's a similar story I was telling not that long ago. Um, there, I forget where NASCAR was at that weekend, but Jimmy Johnson walks into a Starbucks. And the, the barista that's taken his order was somewhat of a NASCAR fan, or I think her boyfriend was a NASCAR fan or something like that. And she she told she starts talking to him. It's like, you know, I don't know if anybody's ever told you this, but you look a lot like Jimmy Johnson. And he just smiles. He's, he's like, no way, that's crazy. <laughs> and uh, and they go on taking the order and stuff. And she said, uh, oh, what's um? And, and he hands his credit card. She never looks at it. She just swipes <laughs> it, hands it back. And it's obviously got his name on it. And then she said great what's the name for the order and he says jimmy she's like no way your name's jimmy too and you look like jimmy johnson that's crazy what what a coincidence never realized it was him even through the whole thing never picked up on it nope and he never actually looked at her and said i'm jimmy johnson he just went on twitter and wrote about it and uh kind of kind of poked fun at it a little bit Dude, that is awesome. And you know what? It just That just makes me like him a little bit more. And I've always been a Jimmy yeah. Johnson fan, but it makes me like him even a little bit more that he wasn't all, you know, because you know somebody, probably Chase Elliott would have been like, uh, I'm Chase Elliott. Come on. I hate racing and I hate my life right now and I never smile anymore. You know, that's probably what he would have said at Starbucks, you know? Oh, I'm sure of it. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, this has become sort of a it started out as sort of a little poke in the bear thing with uh, Paul Whittington with me. But dude, every interview I have seen and since I joked about this a month ago or a month and a half ago, every live picture, everything you see with Jimmy Johnson now, he's not smiling well except for that picture that I sent you uh with him with the gymnast from uh LSU. I guess you saw that. Well, yeah, I did. I sent it to you this morning. He uh, he's sort of grinning in that picture a little bit. He was he was smiling in both of them, dude. He is not smiling in the picture. Yeah. He's not, dude. A smile means the up the the edges of your lips are turned up. You know the the left side and the right side are turned up. And dude, I'm sitting. I'm even blowing up this picture. Look at, dude. The his lips are turned down. If anything, he's frowning. He's waving at the crowd and he's frowning. It, it's a little bit of like a, a grimace or a grin or something, but but there's a smile tucked in there somewhere. No, he's smiling now with uh, this gymnast from LSU, which, by the way, dude, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at this picture. Maybe you think it's a frown because of all the 5 o'clock shadow going on, but there's definitely a little bit of a smile there. And, yeah, she was uh, she was one of the models in the latest uh, – 
Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Yeah, yeah. She's actually still a student. She's a for the for the record for anybody for anybody named Sam who might hear the replay of this. <laughs> I know that because she was at the track. It was a big deal. I googled who she was, and that was the first thing that came up. Yeah. I do not subscribe to the swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Uh, you, you read it for the articles, right? Yes, just like I go to Hooters for the wings. <laughs> there you go. Paul Whittington joining us here on the Brian Hanks Show, our last show. Dude, I've only said this about five times a day already, <laughs> but our last show until July the 10th, uh, we are talking uh, about really nothing. I want to jump into some stuff here. So I tell you what, it's up to you. What do you want to talk about first, uh, the NHL draft and the Carolina Hurricanes pick? Or uh, the Chicago race, uh, or the street race in Chicago this weekend? Yeah, let's, let's go to the NHL first. Okay, very good. And uh, I got to tell you, man, to a person, everybody that I that I read, and we talked about it a little bit on the show yesterday, it seemed like everybody was quite pleased with uh, the pick by the Carolina Hurricanes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about him? Yeah, this is uh, – I- I, I've heard some say that Carolina gets this guy to steal, that maybe there was a little bit of surprise that he was still on the board that late. But uh, his name's Bradley Nadeau. He's a uh, offensive forward uh, out of out of Canada. He has played some some college hockey at the University of Maine. Has uh, also played in the British Columbia Hockey League for the. Uh, not even going to try it. The V's. V-E-E-V-E-E-S. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the town. Uh, but 45 goals last season during the regular season, 17 in the playoffs, uh, helped the V's get to their second consecutive BCHL championship. Uh, it seems like this guy has a reputation for just big work ethic, uh, wants, wants to do well, and, and seems like he's going to fit great into the, uh, to the hurricane system. Wow. Well, like you said, in uh, the little bit, the uh, 12 minutes of research that I did, did on it for yesterday's show, Paul, uh, Mm -hmm. he had been projected to go as high as 10 to, you know, in that 10, 12, 13 range and made it all the way down to 30. And the reading that I did pretty much just said that since he's going to play at the university of Maine, it's going to be a minute before he joins the uh, hurricane system. Yeah. Typically with, with an NHL draft, if you're, if you're drafted outside the, the top six, you're probably not going to see immediate playing time in the NHL. Um, it, it's crazy how that works, but if it really is, if you're not drafted top six, maybe top ten at, at the at the at the biggest, um, you, you're not going to see immediate NHL playing time. You're gonna you're gonna go play in the AHL. You're gonna wrap up a commitment with an international team. You're gonna finish your last year of college uh, and this is certainly not uh, a situation that is foreign to to the hurricanes or to teams in the nhl it was a guy where, where carolina drafted the rights to uh, a couple of years ago and, I, and i'm blanking on the name but they went and finished their time at harvard and then and then joined the club and i think they were traded before they actually were able to go pro but um yeah this is this is not not unusual in in the hockey world. It's it's unusual in the sports world. If you follow like the M, the NBA, the MLB, or whoever, it's it's very rare that a guy gets drafted and then goes right back to college uh, to finish out his playing time there. 
Well, in fact, not just finishing it out. The kid is 18. I mean, if he were to play for four years for the University of Maine, then, you know, goes into minor league hockey for a couple of years. Dude, we're talking it could be five, six, seven years before we hear from him again. And again, that's different from Major League Baseball because Major League Baseball, you get drafted and you keep the draft rights for a year. Same way in the NBA, and I'm thinking it's the same way in the NFL, but I I'm, I can't swear to that. But I'm for sure it's that way in MLB and NBA. Why does it? Or do you know? Do you have a reason why the NHL does that? I, I don't. I, I I don't know why. It's uh, it's weird. It, it's it's especially weird to to draft a guy in the first round that you're not going to get some sort of impact from in the next in the next two seasons like that. That to me is like super foreign, right? Um, but but I don't I don't know why the NHL allows it. I don't I don't hate it though, and I and I guess maybe because you know in baseball you have these these big farm systems. There's a lot of guy. There's a lot of places to put people in. Um, you know that you don't really have that farm system in in like the NFL, but you know in the NBA you have you have the G League and you know you have minor league teams inside of inside of the NHL, but there's just not a lot of places for people to go. So, uh, so I guess that's why they allow them to, to finish out other playing commitments. Yeah. It just, again, uh, when every other major league does it that way, the NHL is different. It is what it is. I mean, Hey, it works for them. And, uh, overall, well, how did you feel about the hurricanes draft? I mean, if you, is it something you had your, your ear to real hard or, uh, do you just kind of just say, well, we'll see them when they get up here in three or four years. It's, um, I mean, a little bit of both. Like, I, I didn't pay super close attention to it this year just because, you know, the Canes had the 30th pick in the first round. And, and you kind of know that whoever the, whoever they draft, like, you're not going to see any sort of, of immediate impact from that guy. So so I was loosely following it. Um, it does seem like the Canes did a lot of scouting out of Russia um, because that's that seems to be where where a good number of players came from uh, that that the Canes drafted. So I was I was paying attention, but at the same time, like basically, uh, with the exception of round one, all the rounds happened yesterday while I was at work. So I had I had people beating on my door, going, <laughs> "Hey, did you see that pick?" I was, no, no, I'm <laughs> kind of busy right now. But but yeah, we we tried to follow it as close as we could, and and ultimately, I'm I'm. I'm pleased with the Canes draft. You know, they they typically draft pretty well. Don Waddell does a, does a great job at uh, keep keeping the Canes in in good positions during the draft. So ultimately, I was I was fairly pleased with what we came away with. If only the Carolina Hurricanes customer service at PNC Arena was as good as what the product that they're putting out there on the ice. I would be giddy. I would be a lot happier. But you know what, Paul Whittington? That's a conversation for another day. We have got <laughs> Nat or anything else NHL wise, uh, Carolina Hurricanes wise. No, nothing on my end. Okay, very good. Well, let's jump into NASCAR, dude. And I've got to admit, man, maybe I'm, maybe you're you're turning me into the the turning me back into the NASCAR fan that I was in my late teen or in my teens and early twenties and everything, but. I got to tell you, man, all the video I've seen, all the, the, the layout for this track in Chicago, uh, the first time in NASCAR history that there's going to be a, uh, a race in the streets of a city and they're doing it in Chicago, which, you know what, let's not even get into the whole, why, why are they doing it in Chicago? When I got to tell you, man, I wish they had done it in Atlanta or maybe even in Charlotte 
or uh, I don't know, give me another city, uh, a, a major metropolitan city. But, uh, well, you know what I will ask you? Why do you think they chose Chicago first out of all the cities they could have done? Uh, that market is, is important to NASCAR. Uh, it was a market that was willing to go first. Uh, you're, you're not going to see something like this in Atlanta, not, not when you have the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, you're not going to see it in Charlotte when you have the Charlotte Motor Speedway. I, I think, you, you know, the, in my mind, the only, the only city that currently has a NASCAR track that would be eligible for something like this or, or that would be willing to take on something like this would be Las Vegas. Um, I, I think that would be the only one currently that has a track on the schedule that, that's capable. I, but the Chicago market has been incredibly important to NASCAR. Uh, you know, they've raced at the Chicagoland Speedway. They raced in Road America, and now they're now they're doing a street course in Chicago. They're they're trying really hard to figure this market out. Although, I, I do have a fear that this is going to be kind of a one-off event. I, I think we'll I think we'll run it this weekend. I, I'm not going to say completely that I don't think a street race will be back on the calendar next year, but I would be surprised if it's Chicago. I got it, and, and I know this is going to sound awfully naive. And that voice you listen to, Paul Whittington, joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show. Hey, and Paul, I, I know this is going to sound awfully naive. It is what it is, but how do you sell tickets to a street race that's what two and a half miles long or whatever? When you could go to a parking deck and sit in a parking deck and watch, you know, from up top, or if you work in an office in down in downtown Chicago and you just decide, you know what, I'm going to go in and just watch from my office window. I'm being very serious. How? Are they selling tickets for this? I'm sure there's a grandstand or something. How, how do you? How does or how does NASCAR make money off this? The same way that F1 does when they when they run a street race, right? You you start selling the experience. You start selling like the uh, the pre the pre race access to wherever wherever pit road is, or you know the the midway where where all the all the merchandise stuff is and. You know, you, you get close to the racetrack, like you, you sell that, that sort of experience, right? Because, listen, it doesn't matter if you're in your your 10th story office looking down at the start and finish line or whether you're in the grandstand right there at the start and finish line. At some point, those cars are going to take a left and you're not going to see them, right? So <laughs> yeah. it really doesn't matter. You're, but I, you know, you got you to gotta sell the experience. You got to sell the ability to be close to these cars and uh, to, to hear that sound and, and, smell those fumes and, and all that kind of stuff, feel the rumble, all that stuff. So you, this is where you have to get creative and sell an experience versus selling an event. Okay. The route that they're taking, and I, and I admittedly, I've not done as much reading on this as I've needed to, but I mean, is it in the busy part of Chicago? How is that going to work? Uh, I have no idea what the busy part of Chicago okay. is, Okay, <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it is, it is right in downtown. Um, and, and I think there were some major thoroughfares that were ended up being closed down so, so they could do this. But yeah, it's, it doesn't actually look like that we're, you know, in the middle of a bunch of buildings, but they, they are in the middle of, hold on, I got to count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 baseball fields. Good. I don't know if you've seen, seen like the not, GPS. I not, no. I, I gotta send this to you. There is uh, around basically turn one to turn six is nothing but baseball fields. Wow. Here, I'm gonna drop this to you. Okay. But <laughs> they're gonna race through 16 baseball fields. 
So yeah, I guess I, I guess that's also maybe how you do it. There's one area, turn seven through eleven, where you could be in a high rise and look down and see some of the ra- some of the racetrack. But they actually aren't aren't going to run this through, um, right through downtown. So I, I, I guess it's a little different in the sense that you're not running it through the middle of the city. So now you have to sell people on, on venturing just out outside the 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 high-rise area of the city and come in and and seeing this i'm sure they'll have grandstands set up around most of the major turns i'm sitting here looking at it right now it's really neat how turn one and turn six are basically back to back i mean and what i mean oh yeah right start out the start finish line you make a hard left uh that's turn one, then a hard right turn two, uh, just a little uh, dog leg, I guess, turn three. Pretty sharp in turn four, turn five it is a 90-degree turn, and then you're on South Columbus, and then, like I said, turns one and six are basically back-to-back with each other. So, uh, dude, I got – and I know we already had so much planned for this weekend. I hope they do this again, whether it's Chicago or wherever, dude. Dude, I would love to go to something like this. But, again, it's sort of like, and I've covered uh, Watkins Glen before, unless you're in the press box, and even in the press box you can't see all of the track at one time, uh, you've, uh, you've you've got monitors in front of you. And I always wondered about those people who, you know, paid, I don't know, say $150 for a ticket to sit at the start-finish line when you only get to watch, what, a quarter of a mile of the race live, you know? Yeah, it's it's. Street, street racing, road course racing, whatever, is, is unique. You pay a lot of money only to see about 30, 40 seconds of a, of a 90-lap race. Well, it's the same way at Indianapolis Motor Speedway for, uh, and I'm not even talking about the road track yeah. inside the uh, Brickyard. I'm talking about even the start-finish line. Uh, that track is so huge and humongous that unless you're in a, and I don't know, I've, now, I've never done a race in Indianapolis, but I've been told before that unless you're in the press box or if you're in one of the suites, you can't, all you get to see is just the front stretch of Indianapolis. It's so, you know, it's so huge. Uh, well, it's a little bit like going to a football game. Yeah. You know, a 60-minute football game, the ball is only actually in play for like, what, two, two and a half minutes. Yeah. So, uh-huh. No, that's a good way to look at it. No, something I hadn't thought about, but man, I am so excited about this. Well, let me, obviously, obviously yeah. we've never had a race on a street before. Uh, how <laughs> wide is, I mean, are they, how, I mean, you gotta think this is going to be a pretty narrow track in that, uh, even if it's four or five lanes, you know, of, uh, of street or say four or three or four lanes, whatever, how are these big cars going to manage through all this? Yeah, that that's what I'm a little bit worried about. You know, I, I said when we did our when we did our show that Friday from uh, the the Wilkes County area, I said I had tempered expectations for this race weekend, and and I say that because I just don't know if the cars are built for this, and and I'm cautiously optimistic, and I really hope they put on a good show. There's seven 90 degree turns throughout the course of of this of this racetrack, and. That that to me is a little bit of a worry. I, I really feel like your your best chance of winning is going to be starting on the front row and getting that track position and keeping that track position. And if you if you have to work your way up really from anything further back than than tenth, you you're probably not going to get a great finish. That's that's what I'm thinking. And I hope I'm I hope I'm dead wrong, right? 
I hope I'm I hope I'm completely wrong about that, but I I have very tempered expectations for this weekend. I, I do want NASCAR to put on a good show, but I just don't know if the cars are, are, are built for something like this. And you know, when you when you make seven ninety degree turns on what is essentially two, maybe three lane three lane roads, that that's just not a lot of room. That's not a lot of room. Well, uh, so, so if I'm looking at this, and it's hard to see because it's not translucent, but turn the street that turn two through four is on is, is a fairly wide, wide street. But then you get into some other areas that look like there may be two lane roads with like a turn, a turn lane. So, so maybe a three lane road, but you know, you're not going to go three wide through any of those 90 degree turns. You'd be hard pressed to go too wide through, through any of those 90 degree turns. So, you know, there's a a race that F1 does every year at Monaco, the Monaco Grand Prix. And there hasn't been a pass for the lead, a green flag pass for the lead at Monaco since like 1996. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. It's dead, dead serious. And typically like the last several years, the pole winner has, has won. There has not been like a, a green flag on track pass for the lead since like 1996 at, at Monaco. And that's because, you know, the, the cars have changed a lot and they've, they've kind of outgrown that, that racing surface or, or that layout. And they're, the cars are too big to make passes at that racetrack. So, but they go there because it's tradition. And, and I'm a little fearful that maybe what we'll get this weekend where just not a lot of passing and that doesn't bode well for NASCAR fans. They don't like it. They don't like it when cars can't pass. So that's, that's why I maintain my tempered expectations. This weekend. Where is, as I'm looking at this map here and I may even run it with, uh, or uh, place this with the show, uh, when I put it in the show notes and everything, Paul, and mm-hmm. again, Paul Weddington on the line with us here for the last few minutes here, the seven o'clock hour, where is pit lane? Yeah, it's, if you look at where the start and finish line is on I the do. map, they have it colored in green. Yeah. Oh, pit, pit road. road right okay. There. No, 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 no. Yeah. Now I see what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So pit road is there then. Okay. So which is which, which takes up width wise half <laughs> of that front straightaway. I, dude, I'm just you know what for the curiosity sake of it myself, I can't wait to see this. Well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really am. I mean, it may be exactly like you said. I mean, are they going to have qualifying for this, or how's that going to work? Yeah, there there is some some sort of qualifying stuff happening this weekend, uh, and and also the NASCAR Xfinity Series is there as well. Uh, let's see, I'm not sure exactly what time qualifying is going to be, but they are going to do something. Let's see, Saturday's schedule. Yeah, practicing qualifying tomorrow at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, there's no on-track action today. NASCAR Xfinity does practicing qualifying tomorrow morning at 11. Uh, the NASCAR Cup Series at 1.30. And then at 5 o'clock, it's the Loop 121 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And then on Sunday, the Grant Park 220 comes your way at 5:30, so we'll be able to watch it because we'll we'll be done with with the holocaust museum there's uh there's some great sports bars in the areas of our hotel we'll um we'll go 
belly up to the bar and watch a little NASCAR. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it, man. This is going to be awesome. Well, I hadn't even asked you the, the key question. Who are the fa- – I mean, it, it's hard. I know they've, you know, they've run this on uh, – what do you call it? Uh, when they practice on the computer. Why am I having a brain fart here? iRacing. They yeah, run it on yeah, iRacing. They have run it on iRacing. I know they've been able to practice, and I'm doing air quotes, practice with that. But who do you think the favorites are going into this? Uh, give, give me three or four favorites, and then give me the, the race car driver you think is going to win – the NASCAR driver you think is going to win this. I have, I have no clue. I have no clue. Fair. That's fair. Ask, ask me after practice and qualifying. Um, I, this is this really is a roll the dice kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you, you know, if if you look at um, the the last couple of of racetracks that we have never been to, who who went to Victory Lane? Uh, you go back to the Coliseum race last year, the first time we ran it, Joey Logano went to victory lane. You go to North Wilkesboro earlier this year, we had never run that, or we hadn't run in a long time, and Kyle Larson went to victory lane. Uh, going back to the race earlier this year, I believe it was Martin Truex Jr. who won at uh, the LA Coliseum. So maybe one of those three drivers, uh, there's, there's one from each manufacturer uh, <laughs> uh, that maybe has a chance to win this weekend, but, but it really is a I think this is more of a wild card event than a Daytona or Talladega. Well, this is really cool. Uh, let me, I, dude, don't don't cheat, don't look. But I pulled up my favorite place in the Wade Howell tournament on this VegasInsider.com. They've got the odds yeah. here, the betting odds. Who do you think is the number one driver? And uh, I wouldn't say it's significant, but he's plus six fifty, the number one driver to uh, win the Grant Park two twenty. Uh, Kyle Larson. He's number two at plus seven hundred. Keep guessing. I like this. Joey Logano. Good Lord, dude. Joey Logano is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, oh, wow. 14, 15, 16th. We're actually, uh, I guess, tied for 14th with Austin Sendrick and Kevin Harvick at plus 2,800. Okay? Oh, wow. Uh, Chase Elliott. Third at plus 750. Who's number one? Martin Truex Jr., plus 650, oh. dude. Yeah, well, two two of the names I said right there in yeah. the top two. I like it. I like it a lot, dude. Well, there you go. Well, uh, Paul Whittington, I guess the next time I see you or uh, talk, well, I get, hopefully we'll talk between now and then, but the next time I see you in person, we'll be on Washington, D.C. time getting depressed uh, at the Holocaust Museum. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing about that, I guess, right? <laughs> I I should have our Monday tickets today. All right. So I'll let, I'll let you know where those where those seats are. But real quick, just to put a, a very and I know you're up on the hour here. No, no you're good. Just you're to good. Put, put put a very quick bow on on Nashville last weekend. Uh, great race. Congratulations to Martin Truex Jr. Uh, but if you're if you're Marcus Smith and for whatever reason you're listening to this show this morning, <laughs> first of all, thanks for being here. Second of all, install some safer barrier at all your freaking racetracks and don't let there be a square inch a freaking concrete barrier uh, that, that a race car can hit. Um, yeah, I don't know if you saw Ryan Blaney's crash. Uh, I did he not. found I did not. A, a, a one, there was one 300 foot section of inside retaining wall that was still just concrete. There was no safer barrier and he hit it head on it at a high rate of speed and tore up the race car said it was without question. One of the hardest, the hardest hit he's ever had in a race car. There's no excuse, absolutely no excuse for any track that we go to 
to not be covered in safer barrier. And if we're if we're going to racetracks that don't have safer barrier, you either need to install them before the next time we go, or you just need to take them off the schedule. And it's that freaking simple. Because if there is a concrete wall, a race car is going to find it, and we're going to kill somebody. Good Lord, dude. I didn't realize it was that bad. I'd heard about the accident, but I didn't realize. Is he going to be able to race this weekend, Blaney? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's good. He's good to race this weekend. Uh, it doesn't seem like anything came of it. Very fortunate, uh, especially knowing how, how rigid these cars are and, and how they have a propensity to, to injure drivers. Wow. Well, I hate to hear that, dude. Well, that that's something they need to take care of. Okay. My good friend, Paul Whittington, the next time I talk to you will be on DC time, my friend. Sounds good. And just so you're clear, they're the same time zone. I'm just kidding. They're what? I know you know. They're the same time zone as we are. Oh yeah, I know, dude. I was just trying to be funny there. I know. Oh, I know. I'm not we'll see you. We'll see you Sunday, dude. Sounds good. See you then. There you go. Uh, that's Paul Whittington. We're wrapping up the first hour of today's show. Coming up, Marquise Grant uh, on the Spence Automotive guest line here on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. <laughs> 